all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you for opening up for me, my boom, my Nemo, Princess, and Nemo Fu. Thank you for opening up for me. I really appreciate that. That's my uh, my Princess Nemo Fu. That's her voice in English and Spanish uh, welcoming my listeners to uh, Body of Christ Real Talk. My baby's been sick uh, for the last few days. She's uh, been struggling like a lot of females have been struggling that struggles with this uh this ailment that's called gastritis and it's it's really been having her in the pain it's been having her down and everything and she was really sick and it's amazing when your loved one or someone that you love is feeling pain when you really love that person you really have a bond with that person it just seems like you just feel their pain as well not so much physically but it's like spiritual you feel a connection you feel a pain you know in a marriage or in a close relationship you guys people can understand that you know to save them to save how you can feel the hurt and the pain of someone you really love. Now, I'm not talking about someone you wish with benefits. I'm, not, I'm talking about a real love relationship that you know you're married or you're in, in a relationship with someone, preferably marriage. But you understand, even if you love that person, you have a certain connection that you, it, it, you hurt with them. Not so much physically with them, or sometimes it might be physically with some people, but you hurt, especially when a person is so sweet and stuff like that, and, and such a decent, good person like my baby, my, my Princess Nemo Foo. She suffers with different type of ailments, not only the gastritis, but the hypertension and the panic attacks, but by the grace of God. Listen closely. And carefully, by the grace of God, she makes it through. She gets through it. She's much stronger than she used to be, you know, since the 15, 16 years we've been together. But she is so strong getting through that and everything. You know, the other day I couldn't even, you know, talk to her long because of her breathing and stuff like that, you know. And I got really hurt and I was sad and I was somewhat nervous. You know, you get that, that jittery, nervous feeling when you love this person. You hate to hear them sounding like that, you know, especially if you're used to hearing sounds and voices like that when a person is weak. But she was so weak and everything. But a few days later, we prayed and et cetera and stuff like that. And she got stronger and, you know, stuff like that, you know, and, and uh, her voice is a little stronger now, but she's still in a little pain. This uh, gastritis is really something. It's really painful. And a lot of people suffer from gastritis. Ethnic groups, black, white, uh, Asian, a lot of people suffer with gastritis. And I started looking up that ailment about gastritis, what causes it, what the signs are. Because when something even happens to my body and uh, or her body, the first thing that I do, and it becomes a habit now, I research. I start looking up. I start make sure the you know, I start make sure the name is spelled right. And I don't care if it's chest pain, chest pains or sharp pains in the leg or uh, you know, neck pain or sinuses or whatever like that. I look for it. I, I do a little search, I do a little research so I can know what's the cause or is this something that I'm suffering with or suffering from. 
And back then, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, you didn't have this that much technology. Google was coming out and just getting stronger. But now you can Google and whatever like that. And YouTube, a lot of things that, you know, you have doctors, you have professionals or people that experience certain ailments that can walk you through things or what to take or whatever like that. So it's so much information. We are most definitely in the time of information. There is so much information out there, good and bad. You know, let me say that, good and bad. But I'm just talking about the good information. There's so much good information out there. We are in, we are living in the information age. Most definitely, we are living in the information age. You know, false, you know, uh, medical, you know, health or whatever like that, religion and different things like that. We are living in, uh, well, psychology, philosophy, uh, you know, stuff like that, entertainment, sports. We are in this information, self-defense. You know, a lot of times we don't even have to go to uh, certain schools no more, especially since the pandemic and, you know, that stuff like that. But we don't have to go to certain training classes or whatever like that. We could get a lot of information of learning mentally as well, as well as physically how to defend ourselves or something like that. And I'm thinking about which I'm going to do. I'm going to get a little uh and do a little training with that, you know, hand defense movements and stuff like that in the world today because we need to learn how to defend ourselves, protect ourselves, not for going out, you know, being Mr. Badbone and nothing like that, but men and women, we must learn how to defend ourselves. So it's so much information, a lot of free information, if not free, a lot of uh, low-cost information that you can learn off there, but I'm talking about free information. Okay, free information. But I looked up a lot about gastritis and everything like that, and um, they say it's common or whatever like that, but even though it's common, it's very painful. It's very painful, and it can lead to different uh, ailments. Gastritis is caused... You know, one of the things is your eating. Gastritis is called by stress. Gastritis is called by anxiety. All they go together. Gastritis, you know, and some of us are lactose like myself, and she's lactose as, as well, you know. And we have to be careful of the dairies, especially milk. Milk is just out of the question unless it's lactose-free. But even when I drink lactose-free, I guess it's still mentally I feel the little bloating. I don't know if it's mentally or I just need to stay away from milk, period, because, you know, they put so much stuff in milk, not even lactose-free. You don't know if it's really lactose-free enough. Well, anyway, she was suffering for that. She's doing much better now. We prayed and everything like that, and I thank God for that. Now, what I want to talk about now is salvation. I want to talk about uh, my salvation since I've been saved over uh, 35, going on 36 years now. And it's been a beautiful experience, but it's also been a warfare. It's been a beautiful experience with me in my life, my, my saved life, but it's also been a warfare and a battle. Okay, why I'm saying that? Because Young believers, I want you to understand this. And I don't know if your church teaches this or you just heard it or you heard it through the news. Not the news, but religion or conversations, mom, dad, sister, brother, whatever. Uh, teacher, Pope, Pipe, people, whatever. When you get saved, when you generally accept Christ in your life by believing what he done for you on the cross, his death, burial, resurrection. If you have ever been told, once you get saved, all your problems is going away, will go away. That's a lie. That's not true. Even a person that told you or is telling you that no matter how good they look, how how good they smell, how how joyful they are, there's no such thing while you're on this earth, living and breathing in this flesh going to be able to live a problemless and a sinless life. There's no such thing as that. Now, it's not to damper you and nothing like that, but I want you to understand. In my over 35 years, I try not to keep up with it, but it's something like that. Since I have been saved, it has been a roller coaster. It has been a roller coaster for me. Up and down, up and down, up and down roller coaster. But if I have to just put them side by side, I believe I have more victory 
than heartache. Now, why do I say that by victory? Even going through my victories, it was pain. Even going through my victory, I had some suffering. Even going through my victories, I had some mental letdowns and some struggles. Even through my victory, I had pain. Now, physically and mentally, pain in my walk with Christ. But overall, if it wasn't for my salvation, me, myself, I believe, if it wasn't for my walk with Christ, I don't think I would have made it too far mentally, not so much physically, but mentally. Wouldn't have made it too far because of my struggles with my mind, because of my struggles, with my anxiety, because of my struggles, with my fear, because of my struggles with other things. And what is it? It's never what I'm not talking about drugs. By the grace of God, he delivered me from that drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. But it was the other things I struggled with, you know, with the anxiety, with the lust, you know, with the uh, the anger, with the loneliness and stuff like that. You know, I struggled through those things, but through it all, through it all, I made it through and through it all, I'm still going through it. Now, a lot of things still tries to bring me down, but I have matured so much that I have learned how to get through it by the grace of God. By the grace of God. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and say because I made this long prayer and I prayed for three or four or five hours and fasted and nothing like that. I'm not saying that I've done that. I just believed it and I didn't dwell on it a long time. Some of my weakest points have always been, and maybe a lot of you can relate, some of my weakest points and my struggles usually at night when I'm alone. That's when the enemy or his minions seem to really attack my mind mentally. So I really got to just really, the warfare really starts mainly at night. You know, it always has been like that with me, often has been like that with me. Now, why is I'm saying this? I'm not saying everybody struggle so hard. I'm not saying everybody has victory all the time. What I am saying is as long as you're on this earth, you're going to have some letdowns. You're going to have some struggles. And sometimes if you just got saved, it's going to seem like things working so perfectly. Everything feels so good. You're going to be so joyful. You're going to want to read the Bible every day. That's, that's if you genuinely received Christ in your life by believing what he done for you. You're going to genuinely have that joy, the Holy Spirit. You're going to really notice the presence of the Holy Spirit guiding you because and I'm not talking about saying stars and speaking in languages and nothing like that. I'm just talking about you generally know he's close by you and guiding you because you have a certain love, you have a certain patience, you have a certain strength, and you have a certain inner joy. Not so much smiling all the time like happiness, but an inner joy about yourself. Okay? And then you have some people, even yourself, all of a sudden go through a struggle. Sometimes your temper get worse. And you thought you, you thought it's supposed to stop. Sometimes your lust get worse. You thought it was going to automatically stop because you haven't done it in a while because you're in infancy of your salvation. You thought he was going to stop watching porn if you struggled with porn. You thought he was going to stop watching porn, and then you did. You felt victorious because you're young in the faith. You don't know that's when the enemy and his, his minions, his minions mean the, the spirits that's out there going to try to oppress you because they can't possess you, so they're trying to oppress you. You didn't think they were going to come back that strong, and you wind up uh, watching porn, and then you think, wow, you have to keep confessing every Sunday, going back to church saying, I slipped again, or you get into this 12-step program, whether it's alcohol, whether it's uh, pornography, whether it's anger management, you just start going to those programs, see? I've been to both programs. I've been in the lust program, the sexual sin program, and I've been in the uh, the anger program. I've been in those programs. I never had too much problem afterwards with alcohol, but those things, I've been in those type of programs, you know, so I know. So you, you have some type of victory. You have some type of victory when you get saved. You have some type of victory.
then you feel like you're losing it when you start going back to those certain habits, you know, and, and certain struggles and everything. And you remember when that person said that led you to Christ, said you won't be having no more issues or no more problems. You're just going to walk through Christ. Now, a sincere person will not tell you that. They'll let we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer. VJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's. But you know, they're not going to come with some doom and gloom, but they'll let you know your walk is not going to be a cake walk probably the majority of the time. It also depends how you fellowship. It also depends who you're hanging around. It also depends about your prayer life. It also depends what you watch on television. It depends what how you fellowship and what word you are getting. Are you getting fed the right word that way? So I'm not saying it's not no never no victory. Yes, this could be a lot of victory in the, in the in the walk with Christ. But sometimes we choose certain things over the word of God. We choose the wrong programs over the word of God. So sometimes we just need to be very careful, very, very careful when it comes to that. So it is a lot of victory and the walk and the Christian walk and everything. But let me just get back to myself. Uh, The reason I can say this is because... You know, you heard Les Feldick. I was listening to Les Feldick through the Bible, outstanding teacher and everything, Les Feldick. So I was listening to him. He's a good teacher. But let me mute that. Uh, There is a lot of light in the tunnel of salvation. You could not make a better choice of giving your life to Christ, making Jesus the Savior. Now, how do you make Jesus the Savior? Not by asking him in your heart. It's believing what he done. And once you believe what he have done for you, believing in his death, burial, and resurrection for you, then it's easy to say, Jesus is my Savior. I made Jesus. You didn't make him your Savior. Now, let me, let me rephrase that. You didn't make him your Savior. He became your Savior in your head when you believe what he done for you. Let me say that again. You cannot make Jesus. You can't say Jesus coming to my heart. Jesus coming to you, your heart through the Holy Spirit when you believe first what he done for you. It's not the other way around. Because your heart and everything got to be cleansed first. Not from sin because he dealt with the sin I ran on the, on the cross. Okay. But that's what I want to get through this. So what I want to just encourage you. My walk with Christ has been an up and down situation, but even through my downness, even through my tears and some of my pain mentally, not so much physically, when I suffer, but I'm just talking about mentally because most of my struggles is mentally more than physically. I have somewhat physical pains, but most of my struggles is mentally more than physically. That's my battle. That's the war zone. That's when you need, I need to, I need to be in that war room. I need to be in that prayer room, which I don't be in enough talking to God. Now, prayer don't mean you in there slobbing and sweating and everything all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. It just means you're conversating with God. Just like I'm talking to you now, you're conversating with the Father about certain issues. And it ain't got to be about you all the time, but you need to pray for others as well. Okay. So it takes different steps to continue that footprints in the sand uh, identity where Christ is walking and you see those footprints you see one footprints 
and you you find out later, according to that picture, that, that it's it's the footprints of Christ that you see because He's carrying you through. I love that beautiful poem, "Footprints in the Sand." It's something like that. You notice only one footprint. Yes, that's Christ's footprints. You notice that's walking you through your issues. See, we Christ carries us through, not physically, through our situations, through the Holy Spirit. How does he do that? How, how does he do that? Through his word. Through his word. Mainly under this dispensation, the teachings of the Apostle Paul. The teachings of the Apostle Paul, which is very important. Now, you read the whole Bible. Once you know your, let me put it this way. For the new believers that just got saved. Once you are saved, and if you just got saved the correct way, by believing that Jesus died and he was buried and he rose again, according to 1 Corinthians 3 and 4, and you ask, you want to know where should you start reading the Bible? My advice, this is not concrete, this is not laid out in the Word of God, but my advice is start with the book of Romans. The book of Romans. Why the book of Romans? Because the book of Romans, especially when you get the four, five, six, and seven, and eight, because it breaks down more your position and what happened at the cross. You're not going to get a good explanation of what happened after Jesus' resurrection. See, the cross of what happened, what what all happened and occurred. At the cross as well as his resurrection is only explained in the book of Romans. Paul's teaching. You won't get this nowhere else. You won't well, you most definitely won't get it through the four gospels because Jesus is still alive until the final chapters. Okay? Until the final verses in the chapters. Okay. But you will get it through the teachings of Paul, which explains it in the book of Romans. He explains the Gentile, explains the Gentile positions. He explains the Jewish positions. He explains the body of Christ positions. Then he goes right back to Israel and Acts 9, I mean Romans 9, etc. So Romans is a really a Romans road to know your position and your possessions in Christ. What is your person is your person in Christ Jesus. It breaks down what happened with Adam, which was never explained nowhere else but through the Apostle Paul. If you want to know what happened when Adam sinned, the full picture, more than just the fruit and Eve got deceived, you will know why and what happened through the teachings of Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. If you want to know about the infilling of the Holy Spirit, being sealed with the Holy Spirit, you will get that through the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Okay? If you want to know your positions in Christ, what type of faith you say by grace, not by law, you're no more under the law, that will be explained to you through what? The teachings of the Apostle Paul. Okay? But through my earlier salvation, I didn't know that. I was everywhere in the Bible. Mainly, probably like everybody else, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John the kingdom gospel, Jesus' earthly ministry. I was everywhere in the Bible. But I'm not here to do that. What I teach that, what I want you to understand is my walk since I have been saved over 30-something years. Over 30-something years has been like a roller coaster. But for the last four years, listen closely, for the last four years, I have learned to understand the Bible more than I ever understood it more than the last 31 years. Really, within the last four years, I have learned to understand God's word more than any other time of my salvation. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? This is me. If you just getting saved and you getting saved, you know, getting, if you just got saved and Jesus is your savior, you don't have to go through all what I went through. See, you probably went to a lot of traditional denominational churches or something like that, but I walked, I was saved, but I walked in uh, a, a, a wrongly divided type of learning. 
they a lot of them meant well, and I really believe a lot of them meant well because they were taught that way traditionally. I use traditionally a lot because the majority of the churches get their teaching and their their walk with Christ from tradition, from denominations, not so much from the Bible. They was told what that what the Bible was saying or what the Bible meant. So you know, I'm talking about denominations and traditions, like myself. So that walk with those 31 years at first. I was walking, I was teaching. I was ministering and preaching and teaching in the pulpit. I was teaching in group sessions. I was doing the same things and I was I had a desire to do anyway. You know, I always loved to teach the Bible. I love teaching the Bible. I love teaching the word of God. God gifted me to teach the word of God. A, a very low education, educated person like me, only a ninth grade education. He gifted me with the ability to teach his word. He gifted me with the ability to research certain words, research certain things, so I can educate myself again without trying to get no diploma or nothing like that. No, it's just so much free information out there. I learn and I take advantage of that free information so I get that knowledge. I learn what certain words mean. I might not pronounce them right. <laughs> But I learned what certain words mean, how to use my grammar. I had to relearn the stuff because when I was out in the world, I learned slang. I learned how to cuss. You know, all that stuff was learned. Why not learn how to educate myself? And this is an opportunity that you can do that. If you're not an educated person, you don't have a high school diploma. That's that. You don't need that when you are saved. The word of God is all you need. And if you want to advance your vocabulary and stuff like that, start taking advantage of these free programs. Whether you do it online or you do it in some type of class. You know, I like online because I don't have to go nowhere. I don't drive, see, like I used to because of my eyes. So I do a lot of things online, which help me, even my shopping. But what I'm just saying is just so much information out there to, to advance your knowledge. See? If you don't know what certain things mean, you can Google it. You can duck, duck, go it. It's, it's many ways you can just learn things now, but you got to put that sweat equity in there to try to learn. That's how I learned the Bible, reading the word, the Bible. I, I used to just read it and just say certain things, and then I said, man, I don't even know what that mean. What does that word mean? Now, I, I'm in a habit, man. If I don't understand certain words in the Bible, especially the King James Bible, that's not spelt out very well, or there's also certain words that's not really used regularly no more, regularly no more in the English uh, language, I research it. Okay, what do that mean? And sometimes when you find out what the meaning is, it's more simple than what you thought. You'd be saying, why don't you just say it in a regular way? See, we have learned to speak slang. I have learned to let me speak for myself slang. Ebonics, you know, that type of language. We have a developed Ebonics, especially ethnic groups. You know, I'm not just saying only blacks because even uh, the white Caucasian and European Caucasians and the Italians and all of them have certain Ebonics too before the blacks. Talk certain Ebonics, neighborhood talks and stuff like that. A lot of it because of lack of education. But if you have only a ninth grade education, I don't say this to be brag, and I say this because God can work through anybody. You can work through anybody. You can research certain things and educate yourself now. You don't have to know everything. Just know what you're teaching. Just know what you're talking about. And if you don't know, you know, just be quiet. But in other words, through my 31 years, I, I, I often taught the Bible. I had group sessions. I taught it, and I taught it sincerely. But a lot of it, I, I, I when I learned how to rightly divide, or I was taught how to rightly divide God's word, those 31 years of teaching the Bible a certain way, some of them I was correct on. I'd stop the tithing and the, and the tongues and all that. I already found out about that. I studied that. I already knew that wasn't for the day and stuff like that. I already knew about that. But uh, when I learned about rightly dividing the, the difference between the kingdom and the body of Christ, I already knew it went under the law. So that wasn't nothing new to me. But the other things I had to really rightly divide God's word for the last four years, I never... The Bible has never been so opened up and plain to me like it is now. My only issue is, is it's so much to take off. I have to take so much off. I have to take a lot of tradition out of, out of me, a lot of that, that, that old school Pentecostal traditional and charismatic stuff out. And it's not easy. 
See, I have to learn how to look at the word of God objectively, look at things objectively, not what I was taught that it real what it meant, but look at it objectively and just believe what God's word is really saying. Something I seen often enough, and I was always wondering why what they teaching is just contradictory. How can they get so much a two hour sermon out of one little verse? See those things I start questioning them. Now nah, what's what's going on? What's going on with this? What's going on with that? See, through all that it became a mental spiritual battle with me. That's why I say mostly my battle was was mentally, probably like you all, mentally more than physical. So it was like two sides of salvation for me. Thirty-one years of We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd only at BJ's. Uh, been taught denominationally, denominationally traditional teaching. And four years, it's almost like being independent, really learning how to read the word of God without being in a denomination or whatever like that. Uh, I can't even really say that word no more. Denomination. <laughs> okay. You know. So total a little over 35 years, I have been saved. Before those years, uh, I just, the Bible really have came to life to me because I was searching. I knew something wasn't right. I couldn't go to any church no more and just listen to the same type of preaching and teaching. It was just, I, was, I wasn't I was moving. I wasn't so much looking for no feeling. I stopped looking for feelings. I was, I matured out of that. Thank God for that. I matured out of this. So I wasn't looking for no no feelings, uh, no experiences, nothing like that. I just wanted the true word of God. I was hunger. If I wanted to feel anything or experiment anything, it was just to experiment the true word of God. So when I seeked it, I searched it, I found it. It was always, it was already there, the word of God. In the Bible, the Word of God. I just had to be taught how to rightly divide it. And thank God for teachers. I first learned it from uh, Robert Breaker. Uh, then I started listening to Les Feldick. And I started listening to Richard Jordan and so on and so on. And as they taught me, I had started learning and start, things started making sense. The Bible started. Something that I always felt wasn't God anyway was confirmed through what they have taught me. And then they taught me, they taught me, they taught me because we still need a teacher. And then once we mature, we get in that word ourselves so we could be able to teach others. Okay. So that's how I started learning. And still I'm learning today. Now, my hardest, toughest part was taking off. But it wasn't, it wasn't as hard as a lot of people have a problem with. Why? Because most of it I took off anyway before I learned how to rightly divide God's word dispensationally. A lot of it I took, a lot of it I took off anyway. The book of Ephesians is talking about putting on and putting off. A lot of it I put off anyway. You know, the only thing that I need to work back on is my prayer. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason I don't pray as much as I used to, I do pray, but I don't, my prayer is not, my prayers are not as long. Why? Because most of the prayers was traditional empty prayers anyway. I was praying a Bible. I was praying all kind of verses from the Bible that wasn't meant for me. So I, it was easy to pray somebody else's in a Bible prayer that wasn't for me today. And most of them didn't work anyway. But I was doing that out of ignorance. See, God's grace so wonderful. He know when you do things out of ignorance. He knew Paul was persecuted out of ignorance. 
a lot of us do things out of ignorance. We're real, even people that still search in tongues, they do it because of ignorance. And they just want their truth. A lot of them open and a lot of them just won't. They just stuck on it. But my point is, the Lord knew I was doing it out of ignorance, so it was easy for the Holy Spirit to work through me, to work in me, because I was searching. All I want is truth. See, all that, all I want is truth. What God's word is really saying, because something is not adding up in God. I know it's not you. That's my. That was my attitude. I know something is not adding up, and I know it's not you, God. So it had to be me or what I have been taught, or how I'm reading the Bible. It's very important on how you're reading the Bible, even on how you study the Bible. If you you could study the Bible 24 hours a day, pray, study, and read it, and still be studying it wrong. Scary, but true, and still be studying it wrong. You could think you got a revelation or whatever like that because Satan is a master of that. You know, you could think you got it and whatever like that. You say, man, you start teaching others. You think you was right and correct. You wind up, you find, you, you wind up finding out that you was wrong. Sound doctrinally wrong. But you got to just man up, woman up or whatever. Just say, okay, I was wrong. Now, Lord, Holy Spirit, show me the truth. And thank God for these teachers and ministers that showed me the truth to help me to learn how to rightly divide God's word. Now, the struggle in the flesh is going to always be a challenge with me and anybody. A struggling in the flesh. See, so my prayer life, I have to learn how to pray again. I have to learn how to pray again. Because when I took all that tradition, I took all that junk out of my prayer, I'm like a baby now. I don't really know how to pray now because I don't have to add all that stuff to it. So my prayer, even though I don't know how to pray, this is the beautiful part. In Romans 8, the Holy Spirit give me, the Holy Spirit prays for me because he knows exactly what I'm trying to say. It's hard for me to comprehend that because I still be trying to find ways to pray myself. But when I catch myself, it's all the Holy Spirit know what I'm trying to say. So my prayers are more shorter. Now, I'm not making this as an excuse. I'm just saying I have to learn how to pray again, which is only talking to God. I have to learn again without all that traditional baggage that I had when it came to prayer. See? I don't have to go on 20, 30, 40 day fasts just to get an answer from God. It's in his word. God gave us a freedom. He's not going to make you go this way, make you walk this way, make you make that decision. He gave us the freedom. When it line up to his word, he gives you a freedom. You're not sinning if you make the wrong choice. You're not sinning if you pray and you make the wrong choice. He gives you that freedom. Sometimes you have to crawl and fall before you walk. See, he gives us that freedom just as long as it's lined up with the word of God. So a lot of my prayers and the what the things that I used to do was just a lot of traditional religious, uh, uh, religious weights. Not so much sins, religious weights that I got out of my denominational Pentecostal charismatic upbringing. See, I had all that upbringing, charismatic Pentecostal Baptist upbringing. I had to get rid of a lot of this stuff. And I noticed even with all that baggage and all that prayer, and I did know I still struggled in the flesh. I still struggled in the flesh. See, I knew a lot. I knew what not to do, but I still struggled in the flesh. Now, you might say, Joe, it sounds like you struggled a lot. This is a victory. See, remember what I said, even through the mess, even through the struggles, I had victory because I got through it. I matured. That's the, that's the key. You you get through it. Some things you make mistakes. You still make bad choices. Well, because if you're struggling in the flesh, you still like that sin that you do. It ain't the, it ain't the inner man. It's not the spirit man that's been renewed. It's that flesh that still likes that sin, whatever it is. It still likes that habit. That's the Romans 7 battle that still goes on in a lot of us today. The Romans 7 battle. Even Paul struggled with that. He never said he was sinless. Paul was never sinless, but he, he went through it. He went through it. See, Paul had victory. Paul talks about his victory. He said what God can do with him. That didn't that didn't mean he never struggled or had a you know you know he never sinned, but he already knew his sins was already taken care of, and he just went through it. See, 
that's like, you know, what we need to do today. So back to, I'm going to leave you with this. New believer. You're going to have some victories. It might not be like mine. You're going to have some struggles. It might not be like mine. Whatever you struggled with before, it's a chance that you might struggle with it while you are a believer. It's a chance. I'm not saying it's guaranteed. I'm just saying it's a chance. It's also a big chance that you're going to have victory. You're never going to go through that habit again. See, it depends on the person. It depends on the person because I still struggle with certain things. It don't mean you're still going to struggle what you struggle with. You might have total victory and just get rid of that thing, period, with the grace of God. <clears throat> totally putting it off. My point is that you will suffer in the flesh. Another way you go, another uh, uh, way that you're going to suffer, uh, you're going to suffer as the flesh is if you're ministering to more people about the things of God, when you start witnesses and telling people you say that crowd you used to be with, they go, oh, they go either follow you or they're going to leave you or they're going to talk about you. That's another way of where you start suffering in the spirit. That's not so much the flesh because you're doing the things of God. Now, so when you start, the more you witness openly, the more you're going to have some strife. You think everybody going to want to hear what you have to say or whatever like that. You're going to find out. No, they don't. So let me go back to me. I've been saved all this time. And this is this is what was was very sad and hurts more in my walk with Christ. Long as I was talking about tongues, long as I'm talking about tithing, long as I'm talking about this and whatever like this, or I'm, I'm strong and talk about the spirit touching me and I walk this way, I had more of a joyful people around. Everybody wanted to hear that because everybody, you know, they everybody agreed on that. You have more of a crowd. You have more listeners. Now, even today, I'm going to give you an example. Even if I preach like a lot of people preach on YouTube or a lot of people preach, people preach on Facebook, you know, or throw certain all kind of scriptures everywhere, victory scriptures you can walk through, you know, whatever and stuff like that. My audience would be bigger because I'm playing to engineers now. Now, I might make somebody mad. I'm playing to engineers now. See? But when you decide to learn how to rightly divide God's word, and you learn the truth, and you start taking off a lot of traditions, you're not going to have a big crowd. You're not going to have a big crowd because you're teaching contrary, contrarily different than what the majority teaches and believes and preaches. And I'm not saying they're wrong or nothing like that. They, you know, you know, I'm not saying that. What I'm just saying, when you decide to step out and you learn how to rightly divide God's word, you know, you're going to have opposition mainly, listen closely, mainly from your brothers and sisters in Christ. You're going to have oppositions. You, 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 it's going to be a kind of a, a a barrier there. You're going to have oppositions for you because they're going to think you, you know, you in some type of different teacher. Some people think you think you then went into a cult, an, an occult or something, or some type of sect. Some people uh, listen to what I have to teach about forgiveness. They think they probably think I went into universalism, which is further from the truth. Which is further from the truth. You know, so people will look when you in a majority, I, I, I often teach on the majority doesn't mean that they are right. Usually it's the minority, not the majority. And I still fall on that. So that's another thing. Don't get caught up in the majority of the crowd because the majority of the crowd that that's going to get your ears or get your attention. A lot of times they are not preaching and teaching the right sound, right and divided gospel. Okay, especially if they don't want to teach a lot of the teachers of the Apostle Paul. And a lot of the teachers they mostly you're going to get is from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and a lot of the Old Testament when they want, to, they want you to feel guilty. Okay, 
Now, why am I saying this? Because I'm hoping that someone just got saved or they think about getting saved. And they have been told that you won't have any struggles. Everything is going to be all right or whatever like that. But if you have mature ears and you've been listening to my, my podcast, you know, and, uh, you know, other podcasters that teach rightly divided, you know, that's not that's not the real walk with Christ. The walk when you walk with Christ, teaching his word rightly divided. Don't expect to have a crowd to follow behind you because it's contrary to what the majority of majority of churches teaches. So you come to the point, man, I must not be teaching something right. How come everybody teaching this way and teaching that way? That means you you, you want something in when you try to learn and when you learn how to rightly divide God's words. So back what I'm saying with me, that's been my walk up and down. It's not so much been physically, like I said, it's been mentally. I have two podcasts. Two podcasts. Now, if I was preaching and teaching like I used to with all that baggage and weights of spirituality and stuff like that. I probably, I'm, I'm just guessing now. I don't know. I probably have double, a, a double of uh, downloaders that I do. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday you have now but since me and a lot of others you notice the, the people that teaches rightly dividing god's word and the teachings of the apostle paul don't have big audiences don't have a lot of followers because it doesn't itch their ears and i'm not here to itch ears anymore I'm done with that i wasn't into that a lot anyway but especially now i'm not here to itch your ears i don't care who you are I don't care who you are. I'm not here to itch your ears. You can disagree. I'm, I'm cool with that. But just show me some word that's telling me I'm wrong. Don't just say, well, you know, my pastor said this or this is what he meant. Okay, prove it. Show me some scriptures that is wrong. I'm not saying I know everything, but it ain't going to take much for me to know that where you're going to go and why you are wrong and why you are wrongly dividing it. That's all I have to say. And I'm not saying this in a, uh, a bragging way, you know. Because there's still some things you could tell me and show me that I'm wrong at. Just let it be scriptural. You know, not one verse, but just let it be scriptural. Okay. Young believer, or even an older believer, but if you just got saved by believing what Jesus done on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, because that still is the only way to be saved of believing what Jesus done. Your church and your pastor might not agree with that, but if I if I find out what they read about salvation from nine times out of ten, it's probably in the four gospels or somewhere in Acts or something like that. I'm almost kind of early Acts when I'm talking about, but it's mainly probably for the four gospels, the kingdom salvation. I'm almost I'm not going to say I'm sure, but I believe eight seven eight eight seven eight times out of ten they're. Uh, basing their salvation for today off the kingdom message, you know, which we're not under anymore. Salvation is 1 Corinthians. The way to be saved is 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4. Salvation is one of the most important things that you can ever receive in your life. I could say do too, but what you, it's the most important thing that you can ever do and receive in your life because it's an assurance and it's eternity. And you get to go to heaven, the heavenly places that have a certain position in the heavenly places. Okay? So your salvation is on the line. There's a lot of things going on out there. It's a lot of religions. It's a lot of woke movement. It's a lot of teachings, a lot of anti-Christ, anti-God stuff. Don't get caught up in that type of philosophy and rudiments of the world, anything like that. Salvation. Jesus is still the answer. They get a Christmas thing and they wear it out and say, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for every season, every day. 
like this minister used to say, every day. The time of salvation is not tomorrow, next week, or next month when you start getting yourself together. You'll never get yourself together. If you're dealing with what you're talking about because of sin, your sins have already been dealt with, even the ones you're going to do. Christ took care of it at the atonement. When he said, it is finished, Second Corinthians 5 and 19, he's not imputing no sins against no one. That don't mean you're saved. That just means he's not imputing, charging you with sins. You are forgiven, but you're not saved. You are forgiven, but you're not going to heaven. You understand? Forgiven does not merit heaven. Let me say that again. Forgiveness does not mean you're going to heaven. One more time. Being forgiven of your sins does not mean that you're going to heaven. That just means the doors are open now and you have a chance to go to heaven by believing, believing what he done, believing that he done all that. You, you understand what I'm saying? Whether you believe that your sins are forgiven or not, it's still forgiven, but you just be going to hell, not believing. Okay? Clearly, because your sins have been forgiven on the cross 2,000 years before ago does not merit salvation. That's what people get. That's why a lot of ministers and a lot of grace teachers, uh, Trey Searcy called it limited forgiveness. Jesus did not die for limited, for limited forgiveness. What do you mean by that, Joe? He didn't die just for the ones that get saved first and then they forget their sins are forgiven. That's the teaching today. Salvation first and then sins are forgiven. No, there's no law today. There's no law, there's no sin that God can charge you with. Why? Because the law shows you your sins. The law shows you the sins that you have done. But if there well, the Bible also says wherever there's no law, there is no sin. Jesus took care of the final sin. He was a final sacrifice for all the world's sin. Not just to save people, all the world's sins. The only difference is the ones that saved believed what he'd done and believed the whole thing. And then they got, they got righteous. They became justified. They became sanctified. They've been, they be, they're going to be redeemed and glorified while the one that never accepted what he done is just forgiven. You see the difference? You get all that other stuff, righteousness, sanctification, redemption, glorification, and enter into the body of Christ when you are saved, not because you are forgiven of your sins. So forgiveness of sins does not merit salvation. Now, universalism they know about the forgiveness of all sins, but what they mess up on, they said, since you they look at sins and for, uh, forgiving of sins and salvation, all is they come in one package. They believe, a universalist believe, if you are forgiven of your sins, that means you are saved. So everybody goes to heaven. God is not going to send nobody to hell. Everybody goes to heaven because all their sins have not been charged against them. All their sins have been forgiven. So everybody is going to hell. That's from the pit of hell. That's a lie. That's universal teaching. That's not Apostle Paul's teaching. So let's get that straight. The Apostle Paul teaches forgiveness of sins has been forgiven, but you still need to be saved. Forgiveness of sins has been forgiven. That made the door open and clear for God to reconcile himself to you now. Now, you're not reconciled to God when you're not saved, but he reconciled himself to you. Only way God can reconcile himself to you if the sin was out of the way. So Christ was the sin sacrifice for the whole world. So when God looked at you, he don't see any sins. He reconciles himself to you. Now, all you have to do is believe what he done. You see what I'm talking about. How simple and plain could I say that? Forgiveness of sin does not merit salvation. So digress. If you talk about stop sinning or whatever like that, good luck on that. That ain't going to happen. And another thing, God is not charging you or imputing any trespasses against you. All you have to do is believe generally what his son done on the cross. Once you believe in his death, burial, resurrection, you are saved. You're not promised today. You're not promised the next minute, hour, nothing like that. So when is salvation? Now. 
The day of salvation is now. Okay, that's all I'm gonna leave you with that. I just told you how to be saved. I just told you it ain't about your sins. The, the, you can talk to your pastor all you want to. I'm sure they disagree with that. It's not about your sins. It's about your belief. I don't care if they go back. Well, what about the past? Uh, all them people in the past that went and saved back in the Old Testament. No. Th- let me, this is what's also a problem. Well, sin abounds, grace more abounds under the dispensation. Many denominations have a dispensation issue. The ones before, when Jesus was walking the earth, their sins was charged against them. Anybody that died before grace, anyone that died before after the resurrection of Jesus through the Apostle Paul, before grace, before the body of Christ, anyone that died before then, the four Gospels, their sins are charged against them. God was charging them for sins because the law was there. They had to do sacrifices and everything like this, so their sins was charged against them, but not under this dispensation. Not under the grace dispensation. This is a whole new different program. It's not the same as the four gospels program or time past. This is a whole new different program. It's not the ones that died and that's in a grave and in times of Jesus, they will be judged on the second coming. They will be judged on the resurrection day. They will be judged back then. Okay. That died in their sins. The great white throne judgment, stuff like that under the body of Christ, under the grace period where there's no law, there's no sin to be judged. It's just your belief. So the ones in time past, before gospels, anybody before that, their sins was charged against them. Under this administration, under the grace program, under the teachings of Paul, Jesus' heavenly ministry, there's no sins charged against nobody. So there's two different administrations. There's going to be two different programs, two different judgments. You understand what I'm saying? So yes, in Jesus' day, yes, they sins was charged against them. Yes, you can't go to hell because of your sins back then, but not under the grace program, the program which God is not charging no one from sins. That's the issue. It's a barrier. These are two different programs, okay? So... I'm, I'm just trying to, if you want more on that, go to Connected and Dots, and there's a lot of teaching on that in Connected and Dots, you know, or you, you want to, you know, it's just different ways to understand it. Go to Connected and Dots, go to Truth Time Radio with Trey Searcy, you know, listen to Les Feldick and uh, uh, Justin Johnson. There's a lot of teachers that I can, I can recommend and send you links to. But my most important thing for you to do now is be saved and believe what Jesus done on the cross, okay? His death, burial, resurrection. This is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk. When is the day of salvation? The day of salvation is today. That don't mean you're never going to stop sinning. It just means your sins has not been charged against you. You might say, okay, I, I get that. But not only that, your sins has not been charged against you before you got saved. The beautiful part now is that you are saved. Now you Look, you are righteous in the eyes of God because of his son. What his son does is the righteousness of Christ. You are justified because of justification of Christ. You are being redeemed and you will be glorified and you are become the sons and heirs and joint heirs of Christ. And you'll be going to the heavenly places. You're going to get a new body at the time of the rapture. Okay, your spirit, man, is with Christ now in the heavenly places. We are spiritually in the heavenly places with Christ. Those are the beautiful benefits we have. And not, not, not even that. This not. That's just the tip of the iceberg. We don't. We, we can't even comprehend the unsearchable riches. What Paul talks about that's for us. We can understand our positions of what's going to be in the heavenly places, what God got for us. We don't understand what the word of God says when Paul said we will be judging angels. What that means, I don't know. I'm not going to act like I do. We will be judging angels. We might have a little authority over angels. I don't know. But there's so many things that we're going to bless with. 
you know, after the judgment seat of Christ, the beam seat of Christ, which is the judgment for the saved, not for salvation, but for works of what we've done on earth. You will not get judged of, uh, of losing your salvation. You'll never lose your salvation. You're just going to be judged on the beam seat, the judgment seat of Christ, on the works you've done on earth, the good that you did on earth in Christ. God bless you. Body of Christ, Real Talk. This is Real Talk. Have any questions, comments, just put them in the box. God bless you. Love you all. Peace out. Bye-bye. This is Joyful. Left out, Pee-wee. <laughs> Love you all. Bye-bye. know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts it's the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.